Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome in, everyone. It is championship week here on the Motor Racing Network. And, of course, this is NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Wheelan Engineering. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. It is November 1st as we record this show, and that means it is championship week. Kyle Ricky, my name is Chris Wilner. And, Kyle, it all comes down to this in NASCAR. Three national series. We've got, what, 12 drivers going for championships. And uh, it's going to be an exciting, exciting weekend when we get out there to Phoenix. But we will get to all that in a little bit, K-Rick, as we've got the champ from the NASCAR Wheeling Modified Tour who's joining us over the line. That is Ron Silk. Five wins this season. Fifth place finish at Martinsville on Thursday. Locked up the title. Plus a look ahead to some big races. All-America 400, ARCA West Championship at Phoenix, and much, much more. But Kyle Ricky, you finally got to race this weekend. And by the way, boy, has Mother Nature changed. We talked about racing in the 80s this weekend. Woke up this morning, it was a brisk 38 degrees here in Charlotte, so I think fall is officially here, but how was your weekend up there at Stafford? Yeah, it was the same thing here. Uh, Saturday, we raced. Fortunately, it was a clear, sunny, 81-degree day. It was perfect, uh, a perfect fall day to end the year, uh, albeit delayed a month because of rain back in September, but uh, we got the race program in and then woke up on Sunday morning and it was about 47 degrees and, and pouring down rain, just a, you know, a complete opposite of what we had on Saturday. But got the race program in, the SK Modifieds and the SK Lights put on a great show. And, of course, the Monaco Modified Tri-Track Series, part of the Napa Fall Final, uh, a great show as well with Matt Hirschman claiming the win and having to fend off this year's NASCAR Modified Champion, Ronnie Silk, to do so. That's right. So let's start with our weekend coverage of the weekend that was with the action at Stafford. Again, it was the 50th Napa Fall Final. Something about 50s for Matt Hirschman. 50th Spring Sizzler winner last year wins the 50th Fall Final this year. How was the race? Obviously, you mentioned holding off Ronnie Silk, who we weren't sure was even going to race because he had a battery switch fall off in the in the pre-race ceremonies. But uh, how was the racing there, Kyle, from your bird's eye view up in the scoring tower? Matt Hirschman doing Matt Hirschman things, huh? Yeah, and that was it. Uh, you know, Matt Hirschman got out front early, and that was it. I mean, the, the drivers that we thought may have something for him, like Woody Pitcat, like Ron Silk, uh, Matt Galco had a great car early on, but lost so many spots on the pit lane during uh, – the, the only round of pit stops that we had, I think he lost nine spots to Hirschman and, and he made most of them up uh, during a long green flag run at the end, but just couldn't get there. So uh, the racing was great. Good field of cars, uh, 41 cars signed in to make the 31 or the 30 car starting field. Uh, good show. Uh, Todd Owen won the SK modified race to wrap up his uh, third consecutive championship. Um, new winner in the SK lights and Nicholas hubby holding off Sammy Anderson. So a lot of new faces on the podium there and uh, some familiar faces on the podium for the Modifieds uh, and Matt Hirschman claiming the win. A good crowd. Couldn't ask for much more to end the season. 
Congratulations on a great season, Kyle, and your team up there at Stafford. And don't forget, Matt Hirschman also securing his eighth Monaco Tri-Track Series championship yep. in the process. So big money just racking up the hardware here at the end of 2023. Okay, let's keep with the modifieds. This whole first half of the program is going to be modifieds because Bobby Labonte is back in victory lane. He's won two of the last three Smart Tour races as they wrapped up their season with the Rumble in Rougemont. He had the championship belt, but... Kyle, to see Bobby Labonte have some success after he already he told a lot of people earlier this year he wasn't having any fun not visiting Victory Lane in the Smart Tour for much of the season. But the back portion of this year, two of the last three, he wins the championship finale. I mean, it's kind of cool to see Bobby get back to his old self. Maybe that will springboard him into 2024. I just thought it was so cool to see Bobby over the last couple of years back in a modified. I know he's traveled up to Stafford a couple of times to run. A uh, few races up here in the Northeast outside of Stafford, but mainly down South. Uh, both he and, and Ryan Newman have been in the field on a fairly regular basis. And, you know, just uh, just kind of cool to see those two drivers in the field. And now, like Bobby, having success, especially here in the second half of the season with back-to-back -back wins to end the Smart Tour. And a congratulations to Burt Myers, who there at Orange County wrapped up his third yep. Smart Tour championship so this one feels a little bit different. He's 48, about to be 48 years old, so a lot of uh, things have changed since that first Smart Tour win, but had three wins on the season en route to the title, so the Smart Tour wraps up another impressive 2023 season. All right, now before we get to our big champion guest of the week, our Ron Silk Na uh, NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour champion, let's talk about the Virginia's for Racing Lovers 200 that you heard right here on the Motor Racing Network Thursday evening at Martinsville Speedway. Ryan Priest whips out the old 40, the flat black with the red frame, one of the legendary cars he grew up racing and had success with, and goes out with some of the Stuart Haas Racing crew members and wins at Martinsville Speedway, yet another grandfather clock. The first is a new dad as well, had his new baby girl in victory lane as well. But Kyle uh, pretty much whooped up on him there for the majority of the race, but the championship battle was fun to watch throughout the very end. Yeah, not a huge surprise. Uh, Ryan has always run well, even back in his like teenage years when he first got into the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. Whenever those cars race at Martinsville Speedway, he did well and uh, obviously dominated this past Thursday night. So it was fun to watch the championship battle. Justin Bonsignor did everything uh, he possibly could do because uh, I don't think he was going to pass Ryan Priest. So he finished in the second spot, which is the next best thing. But unfortunately, that was only... Well, four spots ahead of, of Ron Silk, who had a near miss during a mid portion of the race, being involved in an incident on the back straightaway. Fortunately, no damage, and he was able to continue on. But overall, a great race. Uh, you know, a uh, couple of caution flags that I think we could have done without mid race. But, you know, other than that, uh, great racing through the field the entire night. And uh, glad to see Priest back in victory lane and Ron Silk win his second championship in the first in over a decade. That's right. 2011 was his first championship and got to celebrate down there in victory lane. It was cool before the race. Donnie Allison was in attendance. NASCAR Hall of Famer, of course, and had his old modified there as well. Got to pace the field. Something that was uh, pretty special to all the race fans gathered out there at Martinsville Speedway. And you mentioned Wood Brothers car. Huh? That was a Wood Brothers car that he That's drove right. back in, in the 1960s. And it was cool to see uh, the Wood Brothers there helping him in and starting it up and and, uh, you know, giving him a little coaching to get around the racetrack during those parade and pace laps. Yeah, and it caught me off guard, too. I wasn't expecting to see that, and the whole Wood Brothers crew was out there, and uh, really cool to see Ronnie or uh, uh, Donnie get back behind the wheel of the old Wood Brothers modified that he uh, 
cut his teeth in back in the day, like he said in the 60s. So, uh, But again, I, I couldn't stress it enough how much everyone held their breath when that the accident on the back straightaway happened, and Ron Silk somehow had that car full lock, sideways for a minute, got tapped, spun around, kept his foot in it, got back going, and we all said, how did he not get clobbered and get any damage? And then there was another incident as well. He had to knife his way through, so had to hold his breath several times, but Ron got it done. Again, fifth place finish, locked up the 2023 championship, his second of the year. Let's recap uh, quickly, Kyle, his season. Five wins, kicked it off at New Smyrna. Um, I mean, when you look at the model consistency, five wins is stellar enough in a 19-race season. But the fact that 15 top fives, I think that's what probably helped put him over the edge. He was always in contention no matter where they went this year. Yeah, eight, eight, and 18 top tens, and his worst finish was a 12, I think, at Mananoc Speedway, two laps down, the only two laps that he didn't complete all year. So, yeah, consistency, especially on the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour, with the schedule, with the field size, you really can't afford uh, a DNF. And we've seen that from so many drivers over the years that start with a, a 30th place finish at New Smyrna because you get a great car count there. And then you go to race number two, which a couple of years ago was at Richmond. And I think it was Doug Kobe uh, got a 30th place finish for a second week in a row. You just can't battle back from that. It is so hard to climb out of that hole. Uh, during the course of the season, and Ron never had one of those finishes. I mean, 12th was the lowest at Manadnock, and, uh, you know, like you mentioned, consistency at the front of the field. Not necessarily always in contention for the win, but stayed on the lead lap, stayed in contention for a top five, and and for the most part was the point leader or second in the championship standings all year, and that's ultimately uh, what helped him get this championship. Before we get to Ron on the phone, Kyle, do you have a favorite moment as we tie a knot on the 2023 NASCAR Wheeler Modified Tour season? Any Anything that stands out to you? I've got one in my head. I'm curious if you're going to pick the same thing. I think seeing the Modifieds go green at North Wilkesboro uh, back in September was pretty cool. Uh, seeing the, the NASCAR Modified Tour race there for the first time. I know the Smart Tour race there for a long time back in, in the 90s up until the race uh, track closed uh, back in 1995. Uh, prior to that, the, the Smart Tour raced a bunch of times there, but it was cool to see the NASCAR Tour race there in front of a, a great crowd a couple weeks ago. Okay, it was not what I was expecting. I'm a sucker for good finishes, and boy, it was the New Hampshire Motor Speedway, the magic mile out there in Loudoun. Fender to Fender, Doug Kobe, Justin Bonsignor literally banging tires, and it was a photo finish at the very end. I'm going to go ahead and say that was my number one uh, race of the year, my biggest memory of 2023. Hard to go against that. The call was great. And, uh, yep. yeah, it, I mean, it just summed up some of the competition that we saw this year in the tour and just how close the racing was. Again, congratulations to Ron. And let's go ahead and take a quick break because Ron is standing by on the phone on the other side of this break. We'll talk to your 2023 NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour champion, Ron Silk, after the break here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Wheelan Engineering. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers and warning systems for the automotive, aviation and mass notification industries worldwide. Whelan products are designed, sourced and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Whelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left and we're here to stay. Coast 
wheel and engineering as promised the champ is here joining us on the phone your 2023 nascar wheel and modified tour champion ron silk ron congratulations big win uh for the championship out there celebrating in martinsville this past weekend um what is what's different about this one than the one back in 2011 it's been some time i know for sure lots of things have changed but uh what were the emotions like on thursday night yeah, I mean, it really felt great to to get it over with and, uh, you know, cross the final hurdle there. I don't know. I, I would say the difference is uh, a little bit older. You know, the first one was 12 years ago. Um, I was in my 20s when I won the first one and kind of have a better appreciation now of, of how hard they are to win. It's a lot of effort, long season, a lot of luck has to go your way. So uh, just very appreciative to get a second one for sure. Talk about the race on Thursday night, eventful, probably more eventful than you wanted it to be with that incident on the back straightaway, but you bounced back to finish fifth, but how concerned were you when you were, uh, you know, spinning on the back stretch, heading the three? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it started to turn right towards the outside wall about halfway down the back stretch and kind of saw it slipping away there, thought it was going to be over and, uh, just got really lucky didn't really hit anything and and uh no one came came down the straightaway and hit me so um really fortunate there you know i was thought about it you know we had some time off prior to that last race and i kind of wanted to just go run my my normal race but when it was time to do it i think i was probably a little more conservative than should have been and probably a little farther back than i needed to be and uh it almost it almost cost us but luckily we made it out of it unscathed Going back to Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon, when you guys unloaded and, and were getting ready to go here at Martinsville, what was the plan of attack? Obviously, you kind of knew the point situation, what you needed to do as far as the feature, but what was the plan of attack? I mean, was it to be aggressive and go for the win, or was it basically trying to be in that window to know that you guys would be okay on points? Well, I, I really wanted to, you know, I had kind of talk myself into I was just going to run my normal race and, and be aggressive and, and try and put myself in a position to win. But, you know, it's a lot of pressure on you when you have a little, you know, I had a slight gap back to Justin in points and I just didn't want to be the one that made a mistake and did something stupid to get myself in trouble. So, like I said, you know, I my my original plan was to be aggressive and race. And for whatever reason, when it started, I was just, uh, you know, I just played it safer than I needed to, and, and like I said, put myself in some bad situations. A five-win season for you and your team started right out of the, the gate at New Smyrna Speedway in Florida back in February. How important is it to, to with the current schedule for the tour, to, to get off on the right foot? I mean, I guess any tour, but especially the modifieds in your case, to, to kind of start the season with that positive momentum. Yeah, it was great, um, especially after the previous year. Um, you know, we had run really well and finished second in points our, our first year together, but for whatever reason, um, couldn't find victory lane in uh, 2022. So to get that out of the way the first race this year and, and not have to think about and worry about getting our first win together, just uh, it definitely set the season off on the right foot and gave us some good momentum going forward. Kyle mentioned the five wins, Ron. At what point of the season, or I guess which one of those wins maybe did you guys start to talk championship? Obviously, it was tight for much of the year, but at the same time, when did it kind of hit you guys that, okay, if we do things the right way and the way we need to, we have a shot here to win a title? Yeah, I mean, you know, our goal, you know, every 
everyone's goal from the beginning of the season is to to is to run well and put yourself in a position to uh to win the championship but it's it's a lot easier said than done so you know we didn't do a whole lot of talking about points through you know throughout most of the season obviously uh last couple races you start to think about it more you're in a position to win but um I don't you know we did a really good job of of uh just going out and running our normal race every time you know minus the last one like I talked about earlier but didn't do a whole lot of talking about points just tried to uh you know try and compete for wins you mentioned we one of the the guys in that we is Phil Moran your crew chief for a second consecutive year uh one of the most successful crew chiefs in in this era of the sport uh winning I believe what five titles with Doug Kobe moving over to this team last year. Uh, how have you two gelled, and and how you know how how much of that chemistry was brought to this championship? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think um, Phil's Phil's a great guy and and super easy to get along with. So I mean, that wasn't a, a problem from the beginning. Um, just you know, a year under our belts of of uh, you know for him what I like in the car and and uh, what works for us together. I think that was uh, you know it always shows a little bit better the second year than the first year. But yeah, that was Phil's uh, seventh championship as a as a crew chief. So uh, I've said it in some earlier interviews as a as a team that was new to the tour last year. We were it was just perfect timing and we were really fortunate to get Phil. He's a major asset to our team for sure. Obviously, it showed in winning a championship. But, Ron, when you look over the season, were there any special moments that stick out in your mind that when you look back at this championship run, you said, man, that was a great moment? I mean, obviously, we talk about the wins, but there were some close finishes, tight racing. Obviously, you and Justin getting after it a couple times. What sticks out in your mind over this championship season? Yeah, I mean, a couple moments. It, it felt uh, it felt really good to, to get that first win at New Smyrna, like I said, after going winless last season. Just to get that off the way, out of the way, it was a big weight off our shoulders. Um, it was awesome to win, you know, finally get a tour win at Riverhead. I've been racing there for a long time, and tough place to win. And I would say Thompson, the World Series, you know, it was getting, getting, the season was winding down, the points were really tight, and uh, that was just a real satisfying win to, to go out and get that one and, and give us a little cushion going into the last one. Great fields of cars at uh, both Thompson, the penultimate race of the season, and at Martinsville, North Wilkesboro before that. How would, and this is a question we ask every year to all the champions, how would you see the health of the tour right now as we look ahead to, to 2024? Yeah, I mean, we, I think we had some great moments. New Smyrna, beginning of the year, had a, had a great car count. Um you know, I, I think this is, uh, you know, the economy has gone downhill a little bit. I would say mid midway through the season, there was a lot of traveling on the on our schedule this year with a lot of back-to-back races, which I think, you know, hurt the overall count of our tour. But I'm looking forward to next year's schedule. It's a couple races less with some more time be each, be between each one. So hoping, uh, you know, we can get some more cars and some – 
the more regulars that try and run the entire season. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy Ford tires to NOCO Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top-tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's not here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Hoping it goes that way. And, Ron, that leads me to my next question. When you look at this year, 19 you know, race schedule, the, the biggest schedule for the tour obviously took its toll on some teams. But when you look at next year's schedule, anything that sticks out on your mind on the 16-race slate for 2024? Yeah, I mean, I'm really looking, go, looking forward to getting back to North Wilkesboro with new pavement. Um, I, I thought the race was really good there this year, and, and the pavement was, was uh, you know, the track surface was pretty bad. So I think that'll – you know, looking forward more to getting there, looking forward to going to, to Manadnock three times with it paved. Um, it's a pretty fast place the way it was, and I think with new pavement, it'll be even faster. So, uh, you know, and then obviously Richmond, Loudon. I love going to New Smyrna in February. I think uh, I think this is going to be a good schedule for, for everyone involved. Yep, Josh Veneta and his team recently uh, repaving Manadnock Speedway for the first time in like 50 years, and the Modified Tour will race there three times next season. Want to ask you about your second event of the weekend as you uh, zipped up to the Stafford Motor Speedway, raced in the, the fall final on Saturday afternoon, finished second to Matt Hirschman, but again, a very eventful day from the get-go. I don't think I've ever seen a driver climb out of their car in the front stretch after the command to fire engines. Kind of kind of bring us through that moment for you as, as that was a rarity for me, kind of caught me off guard in the tower. Yeah, it caught me off guard, too. Pretty embarrassing, really. But um, I was putting my stuff on. I had my helmet and everything on, and I went to grab my gloves off the, uh, you know, passenger side tin there. And when I picked them up, I felt something like, you know, bounce off me, hit me in the chest. And I thought maybe it was a piece of rubber or something. Just didn't really give it much thought. And when they said, uh, you know, gentlemen, fire your engines, I reached down for the battery key switch, and it was gone. And I kind of dawned on me at that point that that's probably what hit me in the chest and we just couldn't find it it had fallen down between you know there's a very small space like in your regular car everything falls down next to the driver's seat and the key was wedged down there and we just couldn't get to it so I had to get out of the car and and get my hand jammed in there and luckily we were able to find it and appreciate tri-track and and everyone involved giving me a little bit of time to uh to get situated there would have been a bummer to watch the start of the race from the infield (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Glad they were, glad you were able to remedy the situation and get back out there, obviously, and finish the second place uh, finish. What is left for you, if anything, on 2023, or is it all eyes forward uh, to 2024? Yeah, I think it's all eyes forward to 2024. Um, uh, my crew chief, Phil Moran, is having knee surgery here in like a week or so. So he's kind of out of commission for some of these open races at the end of the year. Um Got a couple new cars coming over the off season that we need to get, you know, put together and built for next season. So, um, you know, we did a lot of racing this year. I think it's uh, it's time to regroup and and go with our best foot forward for next year. Yeah, uh, and final question to kind of bounce off of that. You know, we know the NASCAR wheel and modified tour schedule. We're seeing some of the other events, like you mentioned, Tri Track. Uh, they're announcing their their schedule for next season. Appears like it's going to increase by a couple of events. Uh, is it still to to hold the course that you held this year and in, in running kind of a hodgepodge of 
of all the different types of modified tours that we have up here in this region of the country? Yeah, I think so. I mean, our uh, our our priority will probably be to to try and defend our our championship on the tour if we can. Yep. But um, you know, there's a good variety of open races that we want to run. We want to run um, Spring Sizzler at Stafford. We'll, we're going to be at the icebreaker with our tour car, so we'll probably bring our open car and and run the tri track race. I always enjoy running with those guys too. So, same thing. Tour is going to be our priority, and when it makes sense, we can go race somewhere else. We will. Yeah. And Ron, finally, is there something else that maybe is on your bucket list in terms of I want to win there or I want to win this event that you haven't done or haven't done in quite some time? Obviously, a, a great season this year, but is there anything on the horizon that you've got your your calendar circled? Is I got to add this one to the to the resume? Yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to run the um, ROC 250. Um, I, I thought I was going to get to do that earlier this year, and uh, with with Joe Stearns and Billy Putney in their car who ended up winning it later in the year with Patrick Emerling driving. Uh, but we got rained out that weekend and the, the race got canceled and postponed. But that's definitely one of the, uh, you know, in my opinion, like a prestigious, prestigious modified race that I've never had the chance to run. So definitely one I'd like to, to run and, and try and win. Well, Ron, congratulations, man. Enjoy it. Enjoy the off season, getting prepped for 2024. What a year. And uh, looking forward to talking with you next year as you go after uh, two in a row here in 2024. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, too. Thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely. That's Ron Silk, 2023, now two-time NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour champion. As, uh, man, what a year. Five wins en route to his second championship. All right, coming up next on NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Wheel and Engineering. Lots to look forward to. Some big races as we end the year. And, of course, championship weekend preview from Phoenix. That's all next. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers and warning systems for the automotive, aviation and mass notification industries worldwide. Whelan products are designed, sourced and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Whelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left and we're here to stay. Tour champion is second. I have a feeling that this momentum is going to carry right along, and we will be talking about Ron in the championship fight yet again in 2024. What do you think? Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, just a couple of months away, I believe three months until we get to New Smyrna Speedway to start the 2024 NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour campaign. Great ambassador for modified racing, especially for the NASCAR Tour, uh, was in 2011, and I expect much of the same during this offseason as they celebrate this 2023 championship. And uh, can't wait to, to get back on track here after a bit of a break, Get a, kind of recatch our breath and uh, get back on track here when we get to uh, Florida in a couple months' time. Same here, and that's the place, of course, Ron won to kick off yeah. 2023, so maybe he can go back-to-back here in a couple months. All right, so some news and notes before we get to the calendar. Kyle, how about Dale Earnhardt Jr.? Surprise, surprise, getting back behind the wheel of a late model yet again, a late model stock at the South Carolina 400. He'll be second 
straight year that he'll take part in the South Carolina 400 out there at Florence. Finished ninth last year. He's been there a couple other times this year as well. Ran, I believe, the icebreaker in February as well as the locked-in 150 back in August. Again, the winner of that race was able to start on the pole of the South Carolina 400 this year. November 18th, Kyle, but I feel like slowly but surely Dale is getting a little bit more comfortable in the late model stock. think he can best that ninth place finish from a year ago. I think so. You know, he'll be a teammate to Carson Quapple at uh, out of his own junior motorsports stable. So it's going to be uh, a fun to watch. There are certain races that he just is kind of laser focused on. And, and that event is one of them, especially in the last couple of years. He entered earlier this week and I anticipate he'll do well. Uh, I, I'm expecting a top five run depending on uh, the field. And they usually get a pretty good field there. A lot of big names always competing down there in Florence. And uh, I think he'll be right there among them. Sounds good. We'll see what happens again November 18th, the South Carolina 400. Uh, before we get to the calendar, Kyle, some drama at Martinsville. Get your take on the Xfinity Series finish for the fight into the championship four. You had two teammates that had an opportunity to both get in the championship four. And, of course, I'm talking about Sheldon Creed and Austin Hill, both lining up next to each other on the final restart. Neither of them crossed the finish line first because Justin Allgaier was able to scoot on by and finish by 18, I think, 18 hundredths of a second or something ridiculous like that, like a fingernail difference uh, But underneath Sheldon Creed, eliminating Sheldon and Austin Hill who crashed in that melee. What is your take on not only the restart, but then the aftermath of how Austin Hill's pretty much saying, bye Sheldon, can't wait till you leave RCR, and then some of the conversations from upper-level management like Andy Petrie and even our, uh, Richard Childress himself uh, kind of denouncing Sheldon Creed's actions there at Martinsville. Yeah, I think there's obviously more to the story than what we saw on the racetrack. A lot happening behind the scenes in the shops of uh, RCR over the last couple of weeks and probably the last couple of months. I didn't see anything wrong with it. I mean, they're racing for for the win. They're racing to get into the championship four. And, and even though Sheldon did what he did on the last lap, he came within like what uh, less than a half a car length, you know, a fender away from from getting into the championship for it's it's Martinsville short track racing. I mean, that's what you want, right? You don't want guys just to get in line and let people race their way in without putting up a fight. I mean, I get it. It's kind of the way the, the sport has gone the last couple of years with the introduction of the playoff system and with big teams racing each other on the speedway, you know, a lot of these two, three, four and car teams, you know, trying to, to race around each other and not race each other too hard. I thought he had to do, he did what he had to do and I see nothing wrong with it. And that's exactly what Sheldon Creed said. Post race was able to talk to our Steve post and said, you know, I had to do what I had to do to get in. It didn't work out. Uh, maybe thought Austin would give him a little bit more. Austin thought Sheldon Creed would give him a little bit more. Again, drivers are going to agree to disagree. But at the same time, I did talk to Sheldon actually yesterday. He was out at Millbridge Speedway. And I guess they found back at the shop that the contact, the original contact on the restart, something broke in the front end steering because Sheldon Creed, the reason why he almost came to a stop there in turn three and four on the white flag lap, he could not steer the race car. Had to get it slowed down to get it to point down the hill and get the drive off. So uh, they found that later in post-race inspection. Again, it doesn't matter now, but uh, Sheldon trying to defend his actions. And like you said, he had to win. Austin didn't. They could have finished 1-2, but again, that is all in the past, as now neither of which will race for a championship as we've got our championship four in the Xfinity Series. That takes me, Kyle, to our final discussion point of the week. 
championship four for each of the three NASCAR National Series before we preview Arkham Menards West. What do you think as far as Cup Series, Xfinity, and Truck? Do you have a champion picked out of our final four in each yet, or is it too close to call? I like, I like Kyle Larson in Cup. Okay. Just based on his experience in running for a championship and his track record at Phoenix and really Hendrick Motorsports track record at Phoenix. I think, you know, obviously William Byron won there back in the spring, but I think Larson wins on Sunday. On Saturday, you know, I'd like to see Justin Allgaier get that first championship, but it's hard to be, and it has been for a decade now, the, uh, the Joe Gibbs racing cars at the Phoenix Mile. John Hunter Nemechek will probably win the championship on Saturday evening in the NASCAR Xfinity Series just based on on his performance at that racetrack and the team's performance at that racetrack over the last uh, many, many years. And in the truck series, I'm going to go with uh, Ben Rhodes picking up his second uh, truck series championship over Grant and Finger, who will be close, but will fall just short. Kyle Ricky, okay, those are some solid picks. Quickly, before we get to the calendar, I'll go ahead and agree with you on Kyle Larson, although I think Ryan Blaney may shock some people and be in the conversation at the very end, especially if you get a late race restart. He'll be around Kyle Larson. It may come down to pit stops, and then that's the case. I'm going to go ahead and go with the HendrickCars.com crew because they won him the championship, if you remember, in 2021. On the Xfinity side, while I agree 100%, Justin Allgaier more than deserving of a championship. He's kind of turning into that Denny Hamlin conversation of, like, been around for a while. When are you winning a championship? Could this be the year? But you're right. The Toyotas have been so good in JGR on the Xfinity side. And John Hunter, I think, just has the model of consistency to get it done. And, and obviously, the amount of wins he's had this season but in the trucks, I'm going to go with the youngster. Corey Heim has been so consistent this year. He has turned a lot of heads, and it seems like pressure doesn't get to that driver. He may have to work for it, but I think if it comes down to a restart, Corey Heim may outduel Ben Rhodes for the championship in the truck series. Again, take it for what you will. It may not happen anyway, Kyle or I have said it, but you know what? Can't wait to find out. They're coming up this week. Okay, speaking of the calendar, a couple big races, Kyle, before we wrap the show. Arca West Championship Finale kicks things off out there in the desert in Phoenix on Friday afternoon. Well, I guess it's really Friday morning for us, local time in Phoenix. Yep. Friday afternoon, it's like 11.30 a.m. local, 2.30 Eastern time. You can hear that race on the Motor Racing Network. Sean Hingarani, we talked about him all season long, although it seems the last couple weeks there's been a little bit of a dip, but he's had such a big points gap. It's still 30 over Trevor Huddleston. What do you expect when we go racing to kick off championship weekend out there on Friday? I expect, and I haven't seen an entry list yet, but I expect a really healthy field, 30 cars. I'm expecting we'll take the green flag on Friday morning for you guys. Sean Hingarani, all he really has to do is probably finished on the lead lap and just finished the event. I expect a top five run for Sean, unless he's caught up in something it'll start with qualifying, uh, you know, and he'll qualify toward the front of the field, we think, and uh, just pad that lead. You know, I mean, 30 points is a big gap. So I expect a good run out of him, Trevor Huddleston, Tyler Reif, uh, Todd Souza, Bradley Erickson, all going to be contenders, um, but it'll be interesting to see. All of the East Coasters that make the trip out West and, and maybe some of the truck guys that will compete on Friday morning, get that extra track time before the truck race on Friday night and should be a really healthy and stacked field for the Arca West finale. 
Yeah, for sure. That race was exciting back in March when it was a part of NASCAR weekend with Tyler Reif getting the win, and we'll see if he can go back-to-back. Don't forget, there's still the owner's championship up for grabs. We talked about Landon Lewis and that 17 car from Steve McGowan. Uh, Wasn't behind the wheel the last several events, so he's out of the championship picture on the driver's side, but that car can still win the owner's championship, and it's close, 18 points uh, leading the owner's championship over Venturini Motorsports and Sean Hingarani. So, Caden uh, Caden Honeycutt's back behind the wheel. He's won, what, two of the last three in the West Series? So that could be the spoiler as far as the owner's championship when we go racing on Friday. William Sawalich is scheduled to be entered. He had a shot at winning back in March. And I did see LeVar Scott is going to be behind the wheel of one of the Rev Racing entries. So some of the East Coast drivers coming over to the West. Again, that race Friday kicks off championship weekend, 11.30 a.m. local, 2.30 Eastern time on MRM. All right, couple more races, Kyle. Cars Tour wraps up their championship, the John Blewett the third North-South shootout at Caraway on Saturday. I'm pretty sure they're all locked up, locked up championship-wise. It's going to be the Quapple Show with Carson winning the late model stock championship. He's got a 19-point lead over Brendan Butter being queen, and, of course, Caden Quapple pretty much wrapped it up with his win at Tri-County a couple of weeks ago uh, with a, I believe, 18-point lead over Katie Hedinger. But uh, this Cars Tour season, although the championships may be locked up, you look at Katie Hedinger and some of the drivers up there in the uh, pro late model and, and late model stock ranks. I mean, pretty impressive season overall, I think. Pretty impressive season overall. Hopefully things are a bit more tame this week. I know Katie, I don't think, will be competing. She's been suspended after her actions from uh, what happened last weekend. So uh, hopefully things are a little bit more calm here for the season finale. But I think you're right. It's, I think you're right, that is. It's going to be uh, the Quapple celebrating when all is said and done. And it's funny, too, because Caden Honeycutt is scheduled to appear on Saturday <laughs> when he's running the ARCA West race. Yeah. Friday afternoon, so going to be a long travel day for Mr. Honeycutt, but hey, racers race, and and he'll be able to make it out there hopefully as long as his travel plans go according to plan on Saturday. Finally, Kyle, the All-America 400. We talk about prestigious late model events across the country, whether it's the Winchester 400. Um, of course, you know, South Carolina 400 is becoming one of those crown jewels, but the All-America 400 crowning our first ASA Stars National Tour champion this year. Of course, the debut of that National Late Model Series, and it'll happen at the Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway on Sunday. Ty Majeski versus Cole Butcher. Ty has a uh, eight-point lead over Cole Butcher. Ty with three wins on the season. Cole with just one, but it's been consistency. What do you expect? Maybe some of these heavy hitters on the late model side going at it on Sunday. I hope they get a good field. I think they will. Again, I haven't seen an entry list yet, but I assume it'll swell to more than 30. I love Nashville Fairground Speedway. I love the All-American 400. It was one of those races that I watched as a kid growing up when it was when it was televised nationally, uh, when, when national television kind of introduced short track racing to the world. That was one of the races that we got to see, and it was a good one then. I expect another good one this week to wrap up this championship. Uh, I guess my favorite would be Ty Majeski. How can you how can you go against him? Yeah, hard to bet against him for sure. I expect some of the big names, Bubba Pollard and the like, yep. to be entered as well. Maybe Steven Nassi will make an appearance. So uh, certainly won't be easy, but Ty Majeski certainly a good pick to win the inaugural ASA Stars National Tour Championship here in 2023. Uh, dirt Track World Finals or World Finals for the World of Outlaw Case Construction Late Models and the NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars going on this week at the Charlotte Dirt Track, just about five minutes down the road from us here at MRN. Kyle, anything yeah. going on in your neck of the woods, or are you pretty much buttoned up and going to hit the casino for the rest of the year? 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're pretty much buttoned up. Uh, they got Turkey Derby coming up in a couple of weeks. That's down in New Jersey. Uh, it's usually the coldest you could ever possibly be at a racetrack. So uh, that's no, I'm good. That's about three weeks away. I'm, I'm surprised. I think Ron still had talked about going. Not sure if he is or not um, after the success he's had in the past seven days. So we'll see. Uh, but that's about it. Um, everything else pretty much buttoned up and everybody's in the planning mode for 2024. That's right, but we're not done yet on the Motor Racing Network. Championship weekend kicks off, as I mentioned, 2.30 p.m. Eastern time on Friday with the ARCA West Championship finale. The uh, ARCA Menard Series West Championship will be decided. Then we will immediately follow a couple hours later into our first broadcast from the Cup Series with practice, a special schedule this weekend with an hour long of practice separated from qualifying. So they'll practice after the ARCA West race. Then we'll go into the NASCAR Truck Series race. Uh, I believe it's a nine o'clock Eastern start for that on the Motor Racing Network. And then, of course, Saturday we'll have Cup qualifying and then the NASCAR Xfinity Series championship event from Phoenix in the afternoon, all leading up to the NASCAR championship race for the Cup Series on Sunday afternoon it is going to be a heck of a weekend as we crown all of our series champions for 2023 well kyle thank you so much man enjoy your weekend of rest and relaxation we'll miss you out in phoenix but i'll try to work on my suntan because boy i cannot wait to get out of this cold here it's gonna be 85 and sunny in phoenix all weekend yeah soak it in have fun should be a great uh four race weekend out there at the phoenix mile for sure. All right. For our producer, Pat Jaggers, my name is Chris Wilner. He's Kyle Ricky. Thanks for tuning in to NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Wheelan Engineering on the road, in the air, and around the world. Wheelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Enjoy championship weekend. We'll break it all down and talk to our ARCA West champ next week. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing Inc.